Howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Tex-ish, the show about some things Texas and some things not. We've got a really fun episode in store for y'all, a great interview with two members of local Austin band, Billy King and the Bad Bad Bad. So it's Billy King and 33% of the bad. And 33, it's Billy King and one bad. And one bad. Which will, that's Billy and Cam, we'll get to them here in a minute. But before we do that, as always, we got some not sponsors that are helping us make this show. I am so excited about my not sponsor for today. Not sponsored by Beard Brand. Do you have a skunky beard on your face? Is your wife constantly complaining about crumbs and detritus in your manly facial hair? (laughs) Beard Brand, so you don't smell so bad. Beard Brand, we're profiting off of the hipster beard movement. (laughs) Beard Brand, do you have a beard? Use us. (laughs) Beard Brand, we're not necessary, but you look good. Beard Brand, the other Texas oil. (laughs) That's actually... Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Copyright. Trademark. Beard Brand, we're in Target. (laughs) Beard Brand, we're kind of good. Beard Brand. All right. It's like Carmex for your beard. It's like if your beard had an air freshener. Beard Brand, it's olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are also not sponsored today by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Are you missing vodka made by hand? Are you missing college? Just that slight taste of maybe alcohol in your drink that you didn't ask for. Tito's Handmade Vodka. We make you feel weird and sometimes pass out. Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's like vodka made in machines but made by hand. Tito's. I haven't been hungover in a while. (laughs) Tito's. We're made in Austin, but we have billboards everywhere. (laughs) Tito's. We're sort of a Texas brand. (laughs) Tito's. We were once from Texas, but we sold out. Good for us. By the way, Tito's, if you want to sponsor us, we will sell out to you. We'll sell out to you immediately. I have no No, problem selling out to Tito's. at all. I'd prefer Dripping Springs, but you know what? I'd go with Tito's. (laughs) I'd go with Tito's. I feel like they'd give us more money. Tito's, handmade vodka. Is that punch in a trash can? There's probably Tito's in it. Tito's, I'm drinking it right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so once upon a time in Texas history, something really boring happened. Great. On May 16th, 1888 was the official opening of the Texas Capitol building in Austin, Texas at the end of South Congress Avenue. Ooh. So the building we see today, mm-hmm. barring a few inside reno- renovations and additions on the outside, the actual dome physical building was opened on May 16th, 1888. And that was after we had a Capitol building in San Antonio, and then that got burned down, and then we had one in Washington on the Brazos, and they said it's really humid here, so they burned that one down themselves. Then they went to Houston, and they were like, wait, we moved from Washington on the Brazos because it was humid. Now it's more humid. Let's go to Austin. Did they burn that one in Houston down? I don't think they did. It's actually, there's a original Houston Capitol building. It's called the... It's right next to the Rice Hotel in Houston. So if you're in Houston, go to the Rice Hotel, look to your right. That is where the Houston Capitol building was. Nice. So, yeah, May 16th, 1888. That is when the Austin Capitol building was opened. That's amazing. Mostly that our founding fathers in Texas were arsonists, but yeah. Arsonists, and I love that they were like, it's humid, so let's, let's go, go where the Comanche more are. humid. <laughs> You know, it's really hot, so I'd rather just worry about those Comanche who kill people. (laughs) Right. 
and torture them. Yes. For days on end. Worth it. All right. <laughs> would you like to hear about our small town of the week? You know I would. All right. It's a really special town. Mm-hmm. If you are from Texas, you have most likely heard of it. Mm-hmm. If you're not from Texas, you're going to want to visit it after mm-hmm. listening to this episode. Lukenbach, Texas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Lukenbach is an unincorporated community 13 miles from Fredericksburg. Lukenbach is also known as a venue for country music and for its German Texas heritage, as the name Lukenbach is named after Jacob Lukenbach, a German nobleman who helped settle the Texas Hill Country. And a little bit of backstory here. In 1848, the Texas legislature formed Gillespie County, and the first town in Gillespie County was Lukenbach, originally named Grape Creek. Legend has it that Grape Creek was perhaps a faulty spelling of Gap Creek, which mm. is the literal meaning of Lukenbach in German. And yeah, it was settled that the highest the, popu- the highest the population ever got was 492 in 1904, but by the 1960s it was almost a ghost town. There was once a newspaper advertisement offering town population 3 for sale. Eventually, somebody bought it for $30,000 in 1970, and they reopened the original post office slash saloon as sort of a tourist attraction. And then the 1990s is when Willie Nelson started hosting his 4th of July picnics in Lukenbach, thus spawning the legendary dance hall music hall in Lukenbach, Texas. I'll meet y'all down in Lukenbach. I'll meet y'all down in Lukenbach. I want to know what kind of person is like, I'm going to buy a town. I we've had two we've towns had two now, towns and they're really cheap as cool. far as I mean houses in Austin are going for millions, right? And you could just go buy a town. And you can go for buy like, a whole town for you know fifty k. Yeah. So Californians, wake up! You can buy a town. <laughs> you think houses are cheap, but yeah. Anyway, as Josh Abbott once said, if you haven't been down to Enchanted Rock or drink a cold shiner down in Lukenbach, you ain't met my Texas yet. Fair enough. Who's our I've badass? done both those things. <laughs> badass of the week. I'm actually really excited about this one. I found somebody who accents our guest in a certain way. Ooh. Founder of the King Ranch, Richard King, born 1824. Oh. Was a riverman, steamboat entrepreneur, livestock capitalist, and founder of the King Ranch. Now, he was born... In New York City, but we're going to forgive him for that. Okay. Because he has a wild history. Also, King Ranch is one of the most so King Ranch, famous places. One of the most famous ranches. Literally the biggest ranch in the world. Yeah. It at one point had more than a thousand acres to its name. Oh my gosh. It is currently over 800,000 acres, or, or I want to say, um, yeah, currently over 800,000 acres, which by the way is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. That's wild. That's insane. There's also a truck. Called the King Ranch Edition. Thanks, Ford. Thanks, Ford. Ford, we make trucks. Ford, we copied the name. Ford, not a sponsor. <laughs> so uh, Richard King, also known as King Richard eventually, okay. was raised as, uh, he became a steamboat captain. Like, that's what he did. Okay. Uh, and through this mentorship and teaching, he became one of the most like daring, experienced steamboat captains in the States. Okay. When the war broke out, you know the one I'm talking about. I think I do. It involved the North and the South in a certain way. Mm -hmm. He had already established a big enough business with his partner that they had like a fleet of steamboats. He had established a reputation. What he started doing was selling. He had to deal with the Europeans 
to continue selling them cotton and goods from the South in exchange for money and, and meat and horses and whatever. Supplies. From, yeah, in exchange for supplies. For, again, the South. Uh, so, this is always fun. After the North won, he retreated to Mexico, where he had already started to buy up some land. Ah, Andrew Jackson gave him a pardon at one point, so he was able to come back to the states because they they needed like they needed his skills yeah. as a steamboat captain. Okay, he expanded his empire with his business partner, started buying up more land, got into ranching, and applied all of the entrepreneurial skills he had learned from making a massive amount of money from the Europeans. <laughs> there, there's an interesting like corollary between people who made money like semi-illegally during weird parts in history. Yeah. Like the Kennedys are famous moonshiners, mm-hmm. right? The Kings were famous smugglers. Smugglers of probably a lot of things. Probably that a lot we, of things that are, you know, whatever. That we do not condone, agree with. But it is interesting and would make a great, like, great TV movie. series. Great movie. movie. TV series. So at this point in his life, he hadn't even started the King Ranch. He's just buying up land and now applies what he had learned from steamboating to ranching. Ranching, okay. And uses the uh, Mexican model of having, because it's such a huge amount of land he's acquired, yeah. he's using these, like, they call them lieutenants mm-hmm. uh, to s- oversee all the ranch hands. Okay. And he just starts buying up land. So all this capital that he got from, um, you know, doing, I'm sure, completely abor- above board things, yeah. all this capital he has access to, he's just buying up land. Yeah. And he is executing, after he got burned on this deal that he did by himself about uh, this land that didn't actually, they didn't, they sold him basically land that they didn't have the right to sell. Nice. So he gets really into private property. So every time he Texas purchased, is a, Texas great, is a place great place for, for that, and he's part of the reason. Okay. So he was completely against at the time what was open ranch land. Like yeah. if you were a rancher, you could just let your cows go as long as they were brand new. You got them back to your land. Like they could graze. They this, could graze where they wanted. Yeah, exactly. He put a stop to that. Buys up all this land, kicks out all of these people, and amasses. Almost a million acres of of King Ranch in South Texas. Almost overnight, it sounds Almost, like. Almost, I mean, it was. I mean, it was like ten years, but yeah. still, like it's it's it is amazing that this guy was able to do this. That's why they call him King King Richard. So basically, finally, he ends up he ends up dying, and as most people do, as most people do, <laughs> there's only like two people who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> One's pretty famous. He came back. One's to life. pretty famous. He came back. So he did die. Anyway, so he dies in San Antonio, and he left instructions to his lawyer not to let a foot of dear old Santa Gertrudis get away. Okay. And Santa Gertrudis was the area the, at the time. That was what the ranch that's was. what the ranch was called, Santa Gertrudis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which King Ranch was so big and influential that they ended up establishing their own like breed of steer, the San Gertrudis. Wow. Like the cows from there uh-huh. are legit their own brand. So he died on April 1885. Okay. And keep in mind, he was born in 1824. So before the time he was our dad's age, he had built the biggest ranch in the entire world. Almost and th- overnight. And this is after an entire career as, <laughs> as a steamboat, as a steamboat entrepreneur. entrepreneur. And a smuggler. And a smuggler. And probably a pirate. Probably a pirate. I mean, look at this guy's beard. He was a pirate. He was a pirate, for sure. But that is the story of He was Richard like the King. Jeff Bezos of the 1800s. 
I mean, you know everyone around there hated him because oh, of how for sure. cutthroat and rich he was. The, here's the thing, though. Like, he, he was using cheap Mexican labor, but they loved him. Because he was kind or? No. Because he was entertaining? Because he paid them on time. Paid them on time. Hey, that counts. That counts, man. That counts. Again, we're sure that he did some horrible stuff as a steamboat captain. And as a and, 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 as, a and as a rancher. Owner. We do not condone it. We're just highlighting. We're just like, highlighting the this, fact that he bought half of Texas. Look, man, you have to. Like, he's not even from Texas, and he's a Texas badass because he established literally the biggest ranch in the world. Yeah. Also, as we just alluded to, might be responsible for how strongly Texas holds to private mm-hmm. land ownership land rights, and yeah. property ownership versus right. public. That's a whole other podcast. Whole other podcast Goods I, and bads to both. Again, and we'll get into it at some point with somebody, but yeah. I just thought that was a really great badass. That's today. a really good yeah. badass. Awesome. Yeah. King Richard. King Richard. We bow down. We salute you. We salute you. (laughs) All right, y'all. We're going to get to our interview now with Billy King and one-third of his bad, bad, bad. Uh, But no, seriously, Billy and Cam. Also, his name is Cam Wren. Yeah. His last name is Wren. Right. His name is Cam Wren. Wren. Awesome name. Really cool name. They were so kind, sat with us for almost two hours on a Thursday night. We cracked a couple of Lone Stars open and honestly just mm-hmm. shot the crap for a we little bit. We did not drink those Lone Stars in the podcast studio at the gym. No, we did not. We did not do that. But they were so much fun, shared a lot of stories. We had a blast talking to these guys. So we really hope that you have guys. a blast listening. If you listen and you like this episode or you don't like it, whatever your feelings are, Go to the reviews on Apple. Let us know how you felt about it. Write about it. Write about it. Write a novel. Hit those stars if you want to. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with a friend who hasn't heard about it yet. We really appreciate that. We would really appreciate that. We are at the point in the journey where we're going to ask every time. Exactly. Listen, share, leave a review. And without further ado. Billy King and the Bad, Bad, Bad. Well, Billy King and the Bad. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, you just heard us open yeah. some Lone Stars, the official not sponsor of the Tex Ish podcast, the mm. show about some things Texas and some things not. And we are joined today <laughs> by William and Cam, two members of Billy King and the Bad, Bad, Bad. They're a band that's good, good, good. They're a band that's good, good, good. <laughs> Said another way, we have Billy King and a third of the bads. One third of the bad. <laughs> He's the best bad, though. Heck yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the origin story for sure. So, yeah, right off of that, how did you two meet? How did y'all come together? How did the band come together? Can you give us a bit of a background? Well, so I moved here in 2012 uh, to Austin. And essentially, I started working at the Capitol, had a band that fell through, and then I had to move back to College Station in 2013 moved back here in 2014, and then uh, I got a job at this place called Signpost. It was like 
uh, automated marketing for small businesses. Okay. And uh, both of us, Cameron and I, were in the same training class, and we mm. uh, were, you know, forced to stand up and say your name and give three <laughs> things about three yourself. Things. Yeah. Sure. Right? And. Uh, you know, I just said that I play guitar, and he said that he plays guitar, and I was like, we should jam. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. The first time we jammed was, like, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving of 2014. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. He was just so good. I was just like, oh, man, I have to hold on to this guy. <laughs> 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 about the same way, man. About the same yeah, way. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And, like, when you, that first jam session... I'm always curious, like, when musicians meet before they start a band and start together, do you just, like, put your guitars on and say, okay, play your favorite song on three and start strumming? (laughs) That's actually a good idea. (laughs) Like, what did that Uh, first jam session look like? I don't know. I just kind of showed him some songs I was working on because I said Mm -hmm. that I wanted to start a band, and so he listened, and then we just kind of worked on each song and just came up with parts for it. And it was just, like, right then and there, just, like, kind of go Heck yeah, it was cool was. it yeah. just kind of fit so well and uh mm-hmm. but i mean it took us i mean it took us three years to find the rest of the band okay sure. yeah and back then it was a lot of like you know throw stuff on craigslist mm-hmm. and yeah. say you know hey we're in a band and we're trying to start a band <laughs> that sounds like this and then you list right. like a whole name of yeah. bands that uh yeah. like you think mm-hmm. that you want to sound like i guess and three uh, naked drummers later, you finally... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of, uh, like, really awful musicians that we went sure, through, yeah, filtered yeah. through those. And then there were a lot of really awesome people, and I was very honest, like, hey, if you don't like what you're playing, like, if you don't like this at all, just let us know, no yeah. hard feelings. And then, you know, they'd be jamming with us for, like, three months and then quit, and they're like, oh, it's just not what I'm into. Sure. And I'm like... Why didn't you tell me Why on day one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, like sometimes there can be a vibe for a little while, sure. and then it lo- loses. You know, it gets lost, and when it does, it's like you just gotta respect it and be like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A good oh, that is so funny yeah. though, because are you like it's the same song it was? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the song didn't change. You did. <laughs> yeah. And on those so. on those Craigslist ads, what were some of those bands that you would you guys would list? trying to uh, say uh, Ty Siegel the OCs the Strokes yes. uh, the Hives stuff like that I was um, telling Gunner you guys remind me a lot of the, the Strokes oh like, right yeah, on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> in such a Queens good way Queens of the yeah. Stone Age Queens you know Stone yep Age, yeah. yeah y'all y'all sound is ABBA so good it's and, so good and it feels All so right. unique today because I think a lot of even Austin music you go to a show and I'm expecting to see a MacBook computer somewhere and something's going to be sort of sure. new age. Yeah, you guys have sort of like brought back that like psychedelic, the Surf stroke rock. sound, like, like this yeah. actual... It's really cool, yeah. Like rock sound. That. So like what were some of the influence like Cam and you were, were listening to at the time? Man, we were actually just trying to go back in time to mm-hmm. like... Uh, Johnny Kidd and the Pirates, like mm-hmm. his okay. 50s like surf rock guy, mm-hmm. uh, Dick yeah. Dale... Stuff like Led Zeppelin, Black yeah. Sabbath, mm-hmm. Blue Cheer, uh, just a lot of older bands that mm-hmm. kind of had that sound. Uh, there's this band Pentagram okay. that used to be called Macabre, uh, okay. and they wrote this song called Be Forewarned. Later, when they changed their name to Pentagram, they rewrote it, yeah. uh, but same song. Still a good song. Yeah, definitely. I'm Stuff actually like pissed now because you said we want to go back in time, and earlier I was thinking, I want to tell them, listening to you guys is like, 
having a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot I was going to say that, but <laughs> it truly is, and that's what makes me so curious about what y'all listen to. Yeah, yeah. It's not like y'all are 50 years old. So. Yeah, I mean, it's an amalgamation of a lot of things. Um, uh, I, I think, like, uh, what was fun when Will and I first got together, like, just for... For me, I, prior to this, I had only ever been like a bedroom guitarist. I didn't mm-hmm. really play. I had maybe played three shows out. Yeah. I'd played for like, I played around town in Brenham a couple of times, but um, uh, really we just stuck to the bedroom and just tell you know, um, just playing along to backing tracks on YouTube and stuff yeah. like that to pretend having a band or something. Like that. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it worked in a way. But um, uh, whenever I met up with Will, he'd like. Uh, he his a like when I heard your voice I was just floored you know it's just like <laughs> God like that's like so distinct and unique that's so him and uh, I loved that and like the backlog of songs that he had I mean and we're still working off a lot of that really oh yeah wow. yeah oh yeah Will's Will's yeah he's got a backlog he's a songwriter man um and wh- whenever like we kind of just have been working off this backlog and molding these ideas that he had and he has a full fully fleshed out song and some some songs that were just like little nuggets of ideas that we could blossom into something and it there it provided so much fertile ground to like let our let our influences run wild yeah, so like oh yeah. we can do this kind of sound that we've dreamt mm-hmm. up because it really fits with this certain tune uh, so that's like on on our album you have like a, a variety of like these like really high intensity kind of like mm-hmm. uh, like proto punk ethos type yeah. songs mm-hmm. also with these kind of spacey ambient psychedelic mm-hmm. uh, bluesy kind of songs yeah. like that kind of tinge uh, like blue cherish and yeah. uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff but. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we, and we all—it's pretty unique. Uh, we all do kind of have different uh, musical backgrounds and sure. tastes and stuff like that. And, yeah, um, like our bass player—he used to be in a lot of funk bands. Mm, yeah, nice. and then our drummer—he likes a lot of techno. Sure, and it's just interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Not what a I huge from a drum fan, yeah. but he's yeah, like, <laughs> like classic rock. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Will, what, like, with the band you were in before this one, was it the same sound or was it? Uh, it was. It was more like garage rock. Okay. Uh, it was called Dames. Mm-hmm. That was in college. And then I had a solo project throughout college, too, called uh, just Will Reynolds and the Rap. Nice. Because uh, like, Reynolds, aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dang. That's so good. <laughs> but, yeah. but you guys, I mean, you guys are a relatively young band. You've been together for about six years, and you said it took about three to get everybody right. together. Right, so it's like a solid three years we've and, been together. And like two of those were, you know, pandemic years, I guess? In, in yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely. How did that affect, like, the songwriting process? Did you guys just go to studio? Uh, did it affect touring and that type of thing? Oh, uh, it definitely affected oh, yeah. touring. Yeah. I mean, I just we see definitely... pain in their eyes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I got to check the writer. I wasn't supposed to ask that. No, no, no. I mean, that's part uh, of the experience. Right at the yeah, beginning of the pandemic, we had pretty yeah. much finished an entire album. Yeah. And then we were just like, well, do you sit on it? Right. Or do you release it? Release it, yeah. And then so we sat on it for a while, and then we decided, you know what? We're going to go ahead and release it. We released it Halloween of 2020, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, the rest of the time was just a nice break Mm because we had just... Since we started our, we got our first show was a house show. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then it was just like all of a sudden people started asking yeah. us for shows, and we just said yes to every show. Nice. So then it was going to like three, sometimes mm-hmm. four shows a week. Just because like, you guys are awesome, like you guys are good, and I can see that like live it would be an yeah. amazing show. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's such a classic. Yeah, like, it's very like when I listen to Kings of Leon, I think I want to see that live. Yeah, when yeah. I listen to you guys, I think I want to see that live. Yeah, right that, on. I, you can feel that yeah. like if this yeah. is coming out of an amp and a yeah. smoky bar, push, sure. pushing air. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pushing well, there, there's some acts that I'm like, I don't care to see that live yeah. necessarily. Yeah. But, like Billie Eilish yeah. makes me sad. I don't want to <laughs> cry in front of. Yeah, I don't want to cry in front of a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, are you going to see her at ACL? No. Well, I can totally see you guys just getting booked immediately like all over the place yeah that was kind of the thing and we were just like hit the ground running so i mean covid was a nice break to mm-hmm. be like oh well now we don't have shows for a while sure, yeah it was a nice little rest recovery period of like sure. we got to figure this out mm-hmm. what we want to do moving forward strategy it was kind of a bummer because i mean like 2020 mm-hmm. we were official south by we were also official south by for 2019 but right, yeah. we had a lot of accolades and articles written about us uh, for the 2020 South by stuff mm-hmm. and other things, and we had the tour planned, and yeah, basically we were trying to release an album <laughs> sure. and a tour, and all of this just kind of got kinda, pulled from under us, and yeah. I just felt like last year was our like mm-hmm. breakout year yeah. that kind of got taken away from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel that. And I was thinking about this the other day too, coming into this conversation. Austin is the live music capital of the world, or at least it used to be. And I say it used to be because I kind of forgot that it right. was. I mean, it still is, I think, because, yeah. I mean, you can still catch shows every Absolutely. day of the week. Yeah. And I've gotten to, you know, Little Rock, Nashville, uh, I mean, a bunch of places over the pandemic, mm-hmm. just kind of traveling around. Mm-hmm. And everywhere that I've gone, there's not as much live music as there yeah. is yeah. here. Yeah, and so, also of the variety. I mean, like yeah. when when I when I was growing up, I always wanted to come to Austin because I knew this is where the music was happening. Yeah, but then like when I got here, just the sheer variety of it. It's mm-hmm. like you dip your toe into jazz. You mm-hmm. like I blew up in the door for like funk and like uh, mm-hmm. deep dove deep dove in blues, obviously because mm-hmm. it's blues heavy town. But then like or you can go you know, to White Horse or Sagebrush for good country, country yeah, a lot exactly. of a lot of good rock and roll, a lot of good yeah. heavy metal in this town, a lot mm-hmm. of like you know there's. Yeah. there's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, they're so good. And we we, <laughs> for we sure. played with Kyle Shutt, and he has his mm. own side project that we opened up for nice. for him in two shows, and it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were loud. It was cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, now, so I, I brought that up specifically thinking. So you're from Brenham. Mm. Are you mm. from College Station? Or no, I'm from South Texas. South Texas, Valley, yeah. Harlingen. So smaller yeah, towns, Harlingen. right? Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Coming from smaller towns to Austin, sort of knowing the, the lore of this is the live music capital, what was it like to have that momentum in a town like this? Where uh, I mean, it felt great, for yeah. sure. Especially because, like, I mean, coming from Harlingen and then going to Texas A&M gig'em. and being in College Station, gig'em. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And College Station, that was, like, a bigger town than <laughs> Harlingen, so, like... I was like, oh, man, there's so much stuff here, you know? And then moving to Austin, I was just, like, mind-blown. Just like, whoa, this place is huge. Now it kind of feels like a like a little big town, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. It's uh, everybody knows everyone mm-hmm. type of thing, but I still do love Austin. I've been here a decade pretty oh, yeah. much, so love next it year it'll much. be a decade. Yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, in, uh, Cameron, you're married, right? I am. Yeah, and uh, yeah. are you as well? I am not married, but okay. I do have a significant other, oh, Ryan. She's awesome. Aww. She's and a jeweler. Shout so, out. like, doing the, band, doing the band thing, like, touring and that type type of stuff, do you guys plan on kind of basing out of here, doing the family thing, or is it like, we could go anywhere and do anything? You know, I... Well, I want to think that we could go anywhere and do anything, yeah. but yeah. he already bought a house. So, sure. I mean, I feel like this is definitely our home base. Yeah, but, sure. it's getting a bit of a home. You know, we can definitely 
go on tour mm-hmm. and stuff and do mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, I think. Definitely. Well, and Cam, I work with your wife, who's yeah. lovely, by the way. Thank Great. You. Solid catch. Appreciate that. Good <laughs> <you so much. laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. I love uh, her, dude. They're high school sweethearts. <laughs> I think so. That's we amazing. need to do a whole other podcast just about that. Just like high school sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember, so I was telling you in the parking lot. I was playing mathematics in my office, and that's how she figured out that I knew who y'all were. <laughs> told me that she was married to you, and I started fangirling immediately. <laughs> and then felt bad because I thought I had to recover and be like, "You're cool too," but like, yeah. can, can I please meet your husband? Um, Not in a weird way. Just, <laughs> but she told me that y'all were at least talking about like you going music full time. Is that still the case? Or are you yeah. still working and doing music? I mean, he's working and doing music. Right now, I'm attempting the full-time thing. Gotcha. And just, like, little pickup gigs here and there. Like, yeah. uh, in mid-October, I'm going to New Orleans to do, like, a little gig and just, nice. like, work for six days, and that's it. Yeah, is and that under Billy back. King, or is that a whole... Oh, no, just, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> working kind of like a carny. So, sure. whenever nice. I was in high school, I worked at this pizza wagon, and they just travel around to rodeos, mm-hmm. livestock shows, things like that. Uh, and sling pizza. Oh, that's awesome. But, I mean, they make a ton of money, and it's yeah. all cash under the table, which is right. nice. Nice. Sorry, government. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm uh, going out there. Slinging okay. some pizza. Yeah, yeah slinging the it. pizza, yeah. man, yeah. and I'm excited. Is that something your parents were involved in, or did you just get No, my parents were friends with the by... owners, okay. and so, like, from 14, that was my first <laughs> job, 14 to 18. And then uh, I had to go to Fort Smith, Arkansas this past weekend for mm-hmm. some family things. Uh, just to deal with my grandmother's passing. She passed at the beginning of COVID, and there's still loose ends that we needed to tie up uh, just because... With COVID, everything is just taking forever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry I lost, uh, by the way. That's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, she still doesn't even have a headstone, so we were trying to get that all situated. So now everything's taken care of. But while we were up there, she's on the phone Mm -hmm. with them, and they were saying that they needed people, and I was just like, I mean, I'm available. Let's do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that'll be yeah, first time in 10 years, game. pretty yeah. much, since I've hung See out if you still got it, man. <laughs> yeah. I know. You've been doing this stupid music yeah. thing yeah. for It's literally enough. tossing the dough, baking it. Time to get back it, to so. the real world <laughs> and make pizza. And so, yeah, but just, so for y'all still pursuing the music thing, like from an insider's perspective... What is the live capital music, the capital of live music in the world? What is it like here? Like for y'all being from Texas, meeting other musicians, other bands, just what is the actual music scene like for y'all? I mean, for for me, it's been incredible. I feel like there's been so many times where uh, I've wanted to maybe be even more active within it, but I'm so like glad and grateful I've even gotten to be a part of it in any mm-hmm. capacity thus far. Uh, but the people within it and the venues that we that we play at and the people that own the venues and the book at the venues and the, the bands mm-hmm. that we're playing with it like we've all, we just come come across it's a cool ecosystem to be a yeah. part of there's yeah. a lot of great creative people yeah, yeah. a lot of incredible kind of, ideas bouncing off of people yeah it kind of becomes like a family too yeah. Yeah. everyone's helping each other out looking out that. for each other and yeah uh, I mean it's also a smaller community too you know yeah. Like, oh yeah but there's like pockets within that too, because mm-hmm. you know, I feel like all the bands kind of run with each other, you know, yeah, like sure. the genres. Because I'm just envisioning like a, a West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I mean, there's like, so many Dunn bands. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bad, bad, like about to duke it out or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's one spot. There's one spot. <laughs> yeah. There could only be one. <laughs> 
have, have y'all ever... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go. Oh, well, I, I was going to say, like, the, the, the local labels here in town are really neat, and they have mm-hmm. incredible rosters, and, like, uh, we're, we're super happy to be a part of Space Flight Records. Yeah, yeah we're very fortunate. Space Flight Records, they're the only nonprofit uh, record oh, wow. label in the United States, um, most likely even the world. But uh, essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're awesome. They just kind of have this awesome roster mm-hmm. that of bands that they just help out, and they're not trying to, you know, take any money from you yeah, or sure. do anything like that. They're just here solely to help artists. Mm, that's grow. pretty incredible. It's yeah, and, yeah it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How did that even start? Uh, this guy Brett Orison, um, he was. Uh, essentially like the sound engineer mm-hmm. for Black Angels and I guess he had the idea and just kind of got a few other co-founders involved and they mm-hmm. started it. That's a that's yeah. amazing because that's you really hear so cool. many horror stories about people being mismanaged or mm-hmm. money being stolen oh, or totally. what, shelving yeah. musicians because they're not right. doing what the label wants. Yeah, um, and I mean I have a lot of friends that were on bigger labels sure. uh, like Atlantic Records and stuff like that and they yeah. just hated it because they were forced to, you know, create things that they didn't really want to put it out there. Before it's ready. Right. Yeah. Or just things that they don't even care to make, you know? It's just like, you have to make it like this to sound like this for this certain group of people. It's so interesting to me that non-creative people get to do that. I know, right? Like, how do they get to decide what, you know, the mass... (laughs) What the masses want. Yeah, what the masses want. He's an actor, if you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's related. It's not the same at all. But, like, I I certainly understand dealing with the the business side of something. Yeah. Um, So, same. Um, Only your brother's probably (laughs) more successful. I mean, you were in a Blake Shelton music video. Oh, I said, I don't want to bring Whoa, Blake Shelton. Shelton. I don't, don't want to name drop. Oh, that's awesome. Blake Shelton uh, music video. <laughs> one of my Shelton. friends, Jordan Matthew Young, was just on The Voice this past season, oh, and nice. he uh, he was on Blake was Shelton's on. team. Yeah, he got third place, too. Dude, that's awesome. I got to say, really yeah, awesome, I, I don't... Uh, get to say this too often but man Blake Shelton was so nice I believe it did not he just ha- seems did like not a genuine guy be. he was genuine he took time out of his like lunch to come and say hi to everybody uh, shake people's hands spent some extra time with an older gentleman who was having some trouble with the heat like just a really really nice person yeah and that so, video won country it did. music it video country for music a year, that year. That year. <laughs> oh yeah. whoa uh, yeah that's, that's yeah, awesome which was really cool and we're, uh, you were in another country music video right I was uh, so the you got typecast pretty cool. <laughs> I got typecast <laughs> country um, music alright <laughs> alright yes. yep. <laughs> from West Texas alright <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are ever looking for like somebody to do a music video for you this guy named Adam Rothling is one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life he, uh, he has a production company called Ghost Atomic Productions and he does like Almost all Blake Shelton stuff. He did a lot of, uh, uh, just like a lot of country type stuff. But he loves like rock and roll and those things. Oh. And uh, he was like, "Oh, you're nice. You show up on time. I'll call you if I ever need like B roll for anything." So I got to do like B roll for ZZ Top thing, which was cool. Oh, that's awesome! Did not get to meet ZZ Top. Uh, Blake Shelton <laughs> was there for some reason. I don't know. He just hanging. Just out. likes hanging. Just yeah. like hanging. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, funny story, uh, Frank Beard, the drummer yeah. of ZZ Top, mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago, we shared a lease uh, at a hunting ranch in Mexico um, with his neighbor, 
and then they took <laughs> okay. Frank Beard hunting out there at the place in Mexico. So I got to meet him and like hang out. And I was like 14, and that was right whenever I first oh, started wow. playing guitar. So yeah. I like got to play guitar with him, and we oh, all man. like hung what out and you know just shooting the shit uh, around a campfire. And I was right. just like. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh my it's god, like, I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna chase this feeling for That's the rest of my life. Real, man. I've had some really yeah. random, like, wild times. Like, Let's get another one. Because yeah, you also yeah. mentioned coming up here, like, I had to save money to go to India. And then we started oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you were yeah. in Mexico when you were 14, and you're a carny. So let's yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, we want to talk yeah. to you too. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Just <laughs> what? They're just kind of taking opportunities right. where they come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so whenever I was. Uh, 2018, my girlfriend's college roommate is from Sri Lanka. Okay. And they own a sapphire mine. Oh, wow. So he was getting married. We got to go out there and visit and stay out there for three weeks. And we got to mine for sapphires or <laughs> kind of like cut it and like yeah. learn how to heat treat it. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Uh, what the heck? Very amazing experience. But... Just also random, you know? Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. But, uh, yeah, Ray Wiley Hubbard, uh, one time, same guy. So he, <laughs> the guy that owns the sapphire mine, Althus, he came to Austin to sell some sapphires okay. to some of the, like, gem buyers around. And the, he was selling to this one guy who, I, to be honest, I don't remember his name, sadly. My girlfriend would remember his name. Yeah. He's very famous for, like, his uh, styles of cuts. He's okay. won, won a lot of awards for how he cuts his gems in ways that yeah. no one else has He's ever done He's not the main before. character from Uncut Gems, no. right? but that would be cool. <laughs> That's, like, the only reference I have. Yeah, but he, he lives out in Wimberley, and his neighbor was Ray Wiley Hubbard, and, like, we're just all jamming, and they give us some acid, and we're all taking mm-hmm. acid. Nice. And then he just comes over, and he's like... Hey, what's up, guys? And ha- we're all hanging out, and we were already jamming. So he just like picks up a guitar and just starts <laughs> jamming. And I'm just were you like, there? no, oh, I wish I was like, <laughs> no, no, I was not there. Just oh, random man. circumstances. I'm curious weird. to know now because I've talked to a few friends of mine who have. Uh, so I run and do like ultra marathons, and they talked about like doing acid before a run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What is playing while on acid like? Uh, well, I've never, like, played a live show okay. for our stuff on acid, <laughs> um, but playing on acid <laughs> is weird. Uh, it's a lot easier than playing on shrooms, though, because, okay. like, okay. playing on acid, it, it's more visual, yeah. so, like, you're, oh, you're, man. and, and, so like, it's audio, it's, yeah, it's audio and visual, mm-hmm. but, like, you're mentally more aware and conscious. Okay. So, like, you can still play and do everything, but you're kind of into it, you're feeling it more mm-hmm. than you've felt it whenever you're not sure. uh you know on drugs cam's but. face is so curious right. Right now, <laughs> that's but. like that's but uh <laughs> on mushrooms though like that yeah. one's tough because you just kind of forget what you're doing half the time you're like, wait. And you're like but what is the existence wait. of this guitar you know like, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah the mushies like, like they make, the you, mush, yeah, they the make me want to the mushies make me want to do a lot of bends and like really right, feel right, it right. really just uh, <laughs> The, yeah, the acid that, like, in a way that kind of sharpens, it, there's some visual acuity kind of sharpening, yeah. but also, like, there's visuals that come with that. Yeah. Sure. But uh, you really feel what you're doing, and, like, the sound when, I don't know, you just, like, when you hear the roar mm-hmm. of everything, you, know, yeah. you just so, feel everything. So more. I've been playing guitar about three months now. What I'm hearing is, 
I should do acid and play guitar. You should definitely yes. do acid and play guitar. <laughs> the only thing I'm hearing is when we go to the Halloween show, shout uh-huh. out Halloween show, we'll yeah. play that yeah. too. If y'all play great, well, no, dude. All of y'all are playing different songs at the same time. Yeah, they all also, well, no, they hit the mushies. The mushies. Right. That's right. There you go. There you go. That'll be the distinguishing. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, we know what they do. I feel like there's room here for like a controlled study. We'll do a acid show and a mushy show. I mean, there was a show in Oklahoma that we did where it was like, it was this psych Norman psych fest, and okay. so. And do y'all uh, get pigeonholed into those kind of shows, or is no, y'all want to go play those shows? I mean, I like to do it, but yeah, I don't really like to be pigeonholed. I feel like we're a band that For can sure. do well with you know. Psych rock, Americana, yeah, heavier rock, yeah. metal. And y'all yeah. can. I'm uh, sorry that was an oh, abrupt No, 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 that's fine. Like, but that's a thing yeah. that definitely happens for to sure. people. Um, oh, yeah, for I don't sure. feel like we're pigeonholed. Yeah. But this one was just like, yeah, they wanted, you know, psych-sounding bands to come to Norman, Oklahoma. And I was yeah. like, fuck it, we're doing it. So <laughs> uh, anyway, we were there. And we all ate mushrooms right before we played. Mm-hmm. So like by the end, we were starting <laughs> to trip. Right. And then he found more from some guy, and the guy was like, yeah. Which and then the guy was like... That's the worst yeah. yeah. And literally this guy just had a, like an HEB right. bag of <laughs> a bunch of mushrooms. Right. And then he was like, well, I don't know how much a quarter is, so right. just like take a few handfuls. Yeah, and yeah. then it just like... It's great when the mushroom uh, seller is also on mushrooms. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, ah, it's just kind of like... Right. There was yeah. leniency there. There was definitely yeah. leniency like, there. Don't take the so portability. Probably got a lot more than a quarter. Like some of them were truffles, but you know, you know. (laughs) But those were actually more potent than the ones we had before. So it was just like next level. Yeah. And then of course, while we're all tripping at like four in the morning, our bass player decides he wants to do acid. Sure. Sure. So then he does that and just just like he was already so far. He was already didn't need to go any further. But he went further. He went to the center of the universe. Now you're going past. At that point, you go further and you just go down. Like, yeah, no. like what's the trajectory at that? I mean, point? it does get dark. I'm sure. sure. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you're like, I'm not exactly it's too sure. much. It's too much going on. <laughs> Two days in, y'all are like, have you seen the basis? Yeah. Well, I mean, where's Mark? <laughs> I was also driving everyone home, which yeah. you know, probably not the best idea. But I was like, sure. well, I'm the least fucked mm. up out of everyone. Yeah. So there you go. We got to get to this hotel, right? There you go. And I'm just driving this van, and I felt like I was a uh, steamboat Willie, <laughs> yeah, and Mickey yeah. Mouse. Yep. thing and I was just Captain like whoa food. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then of course everything like shrunk down to reality immediately sure. while I'm driving by Oklahoma University and I'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I'm in a college town <laughs> oh, we're gonna get pulled over so by the Sooners cops. Stadium that's where the football is <laughs> that's yeah. where you scroll <laughs> all windows I had no idea we were in a college town to be honest <laughs> Sooner son <laughs> what, like what are one or two there's uh, a reason why they call it for Oklahoma yeah I'm, I'm sure, yeah. It's very, you know, lots of well-to-do white college kids. So right. it's, yeah, super nice. Where did her uh, mom go finish? She uh, went she to went Eastern to... Oklahoma State University right. with Dennis Rodman, who was oh. probably... Probably on something. On something. Probably. So, and yeah. Reba McIntyre. Yeah, and Reba, yeah, I forget yeah. that. And, yeah, Reba. Yeah. and Reba. I knew that one was going to get one Damn. out of camp. Yeah, yeah. Wow. right? <laughs> yeah, she was, she was right after Reba and right in the middle of Dennis. So okay. Like, she's got some pretty good stories she got there. Cool. So, yeah, that's yeah, wild. Yeah. I, I'm not, like... Having that story, I'm curious for like one or two more just wild on the road experiences, or even in Austin. Like, what are some other just funny things that have happened when you're playing shows? I mean, I don't even know. He's like, hey, I mean, we almost pedal, died whenever went, we went to Houston this past time. We're just what? sitting. Yeah, we're like sitting oh, in the right God, turn yeah. lane, and there was this curb. 
like sometimes, like especially whenever you're we're about to get on like mm-hmm. uh, a frontage road, yeah. sure. and so the lanes going straight are divided by like little triangle triangular curb mm-hmm. uh, from the right turn lane people, and so we're in the right turn lane, and this guy just blows through the red light. Oh shoot! Sounds gets like clipped by somebody like going mm-hmm. the right away, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they were flying right towards us, yeah. And then oh, they hit shoot. this curb, and then it just like launched them sideways, <laughs> and then yeah. they went sideways like seventy feet and hit the car like directly behind us. Oh my god! So oh. somehow it missed our car and our trailer because I was <laughs> pulling was a trailer of all our oh music. My god. Yeah, it would have totally hit me. Yeah. Run on. Uh, and you're on we acid, so, lucky. so it all. Yeah, yeah. Happening so fast. That actually saved him. It was like spiders. It was so fast and so slow at the same time. Fast and slow are the same. Floors the ceiling. Yeah, that that was crazy. And then I think just some other like like a thing happening during the show that's like Mm -hmm. I guess kind of funny is like uh, I remember years ago uh, playing. We were going into mathematics, and like I think we had already suffered some technical difficulties. Yeah. And then we go in. We're about to like go into the big ending part of mathematics, and our drummer had blown out his kick drum, so it oh, just sounded shoot. like a wet just fart. Like, just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and not the mic. Terrible. Like he actually yeah. blew out. It blew the out the head oh. and everything. So it was just so weak. Literally, we were <laughs> finishing on that like, song though. Yeah, so like, like, for, for a show that was already written, like my pedal chain. Like my the my guitar pedals, like there was a yeah. cable that was screwed up that oh, kept on man. clicking out, and so to already have like gone through a show to like end it that <laughs> way, yeah. it's just like, it's well, like, oh. okay. You're like, thank thank you, College Station. Right. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 kind of like get off and get out. I don't even. We, and we mathematics is like a five minute song, so it's like yeah, it's yeah. like that it builds up. Is. Yeah, it builds yeah. up. Yeah. So you really do. You really want to deliver that ending, and then you're just like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a letdown yeah. for people this <laughs> And what's even... And I ask this because my reference is... I, I was in a metal band in high school that was horrible. But I can vouch for that. I can, I can confirm. We were, <laughs> but I idolize metal bands. But So I listen to a lot of podcasts where you know former metal guys talk about playing the towns that people know about them. And the towns where people have no idea who they are. Mm. What is it like to play those shows where like... After the first song, you realize, oh, no one knows. Oh, those are my favorite. Because then <laughs> okay. you're just like, all right, guaranteed new fans. You know? There you go. Okay. Uh, there it is. I don't know. I feel like every time we play out of town, like even the bartenders, they're all taking videos mm-hmm. of us and stuff. And Let's I'm go. like, all right, this is cool. I like a good feeling. And then afterwards, you're like buying us shots or whatever because they're just like, you guys are so badass. Like, we want <laughs> you to come back. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of cool if those yeah. guys are thinking that because they probably listen to bands all day long you know like because they work at a music venue and for them to say that I feel like all right, that's at least something yeah (laughs) and we we look like this past run for us uh, that we did in early September was pretty spontaneous because uh, we were thinking we were going to just take Saturday off Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a A A&M was playing they were they beat Kent they played Kent Kent State yeah yeah great Um, great game oh yeah except we lost to Arkansas yeah I don't want to Dude, I was miserable. I, was, yeah, we, I know, I but we like, were all making fun of you guys right, for losing no, Arkansas, and then here we are losing. Sweeter, right? <laughs> cheers cheers, cheers to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah there we Arkansas. go. They earned it. They earned it. Did you did you get a Parker text? Well, we have, Ar- we have a little cousin who goes to Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I just get these scathing texts. Just, my whole family are Razorbacks. Oh, I'm the are only Aggie, so... Had I not gotten a really awesome scholarship to A&M, I probably would have gone to U of A. Gotcha. But... 
you know. What was your scholarship for? Out of quite uh, academics. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, started with architecture, and then I switched, like, at signing up for classes. They were like, I said, oh, I think I want to be a dentist because my uncle's a dentist. Sure. And, uh, so... They were like, all right, well, you need to do biochemistry. And so I switched to biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Turns out you don't need to do biochemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but God either way, you know, I switched advisors. to that. And then, of course, my first semester, I get straight C's across the board. Sure. <laughs> I had, like, you know, engineering, mm-hmm. uh, calculus 101, oh, chemistry, probably like, okay 111, bio- Ooh, biology right. 101. <laughs> I had biochemistry oh, and a genetics course. And, and they all had the labs. the worst part of campus, yeah. too. Like yeah, exactly. All that board. way. Yeah. All the way over by Harris. That West Campus, like, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and they all yeah. had labs. So you're, you're looking at, like... So, I mean, twenty-hour days. Yeah, like, your days. And are I was starting at eight a.m. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> so yeah, I got straight C's that semester, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I'm not doing biochemistry anymore. So then, sure. I went to yeah. you know a counselor, and they said, Well, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. And like, I just said, over. Like, sign me up for a bunch <laughs> of different classes. So yeah, I took all these different classes and uh, decided on political science. Science. Political science. I mean, it would have been better if it was political science. Which does make sense because that's when he got into dead presidents. So it all full circle. I'm curious really quick, what was the music scene in College Station if there even was one? It was like a family, you know? Like So because the majority of the people there are like, you know, country dudes and basic mm. girls that want the country dudes. Right. So, uh, I, man, actually, to be honest, my freshman year, I got in a lot of fights for wearing skinny jeans. Mm. Back then, it was oh, like, because it, it, was it wasn't like super popular. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, well, that's when I graduated. So this was 07. Shoot. So, I just want to let you know, I wore skinny <laughs> jeans almost well, every but day I made, and I made it out great. Well, so see, and change. starting, it what was change. weird is like, yeah, no, sophomore year, 08, 09, everything was different. But that yeah, freshman yeah. year... I got pulled over, like, by a lot of country dudes and big pickup trucks, like, while I'm just walking, and they just pull over and, like, (laughs) want to start a fight with me because they're all drunk, you know? Yeah. And they think I'm probably an easy target, but I took karate and kung fu, so I whooped all their asses. Let's go. uh, (laughs) So, the freshman year, that kind of sucked, but then after that, you find all these, like, groups of people that play music, and, like, there were all these... There's this local scene in downtown Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like Cafe Revolution, yeah. uh, the Which Village awesome. Cafe. Village has a great uh, one. And then too. the Stafford, yeah. the Murphy's cool. Law had one. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the 101 in downtown Bryan. That's Is the that spot a new to spot? go. Okay. Yeah, Not it used to be that Shell anymore. Station. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was this. Uh, it was the Shell Station on uh, Texas Avenue, and like uh, I got Villa hit Maria. by a car there on my bike one time. Oh, oh dang. dang! That's wild. Keep going. Well, yeah. Sorry. So now it's a spot called uh, the 101. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends, Jeremy, owns it. But anyway, that's the spot to go now okay. in downtown Bryan. But either way, back then, you know, you find all these people, and it was great because uh, a lot of people were doing music poetry yeah. and like slam poetry was a yeah. huge thing Mike then. Check at the revolution yeah, Mike Check, right? yeah. yeah so Amir Safi was that he was the one that started all of that and now to, he does it in Houston I went to college with his little brother and we oh got right on so yeah, yeah I went yeah. to college with Amir okay I went with and, Amir uh, alright and it was great because like you know you have this group of people that yeah. everyone's like 
we would meet up and write music together. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'd work on our stuff or write poetry together. And we're working on our stuff, and then you present it to your friends. And then they're like, oh, maybe fix this, fix that. Yeah. And everyone's just helping everyone with their own ideas, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. I haven't found that kind of community in Austin. Yeah. That's hard to find. And, and especially, I think it's important to learn how to take that, like, hey, we can fix this here or, like, do that here. That, that like, yeah. tinkering mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, I find it's hard to, to understand that they're not criticizing and they're, like, trying to help. So yeah, yeah. Learning that early on must be super helpful in songwriting and all of those things. For sure. Well, I'm curious what you think about this because, so I went to A&M, mm-hmm. Cam, we Seth, forget. went to UT. Uh, mm-hmm. T-Sips. And, <laughs> again, I mean, Austin, Austin, up. <laughs> Austin is a great place. Yeah. It's full of a lot of creatives. So but I point out I you guys are both here now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's a great place. <laughs> But I experienced sort of the same thing with Mike Check and with the really small group of sort of, like, they're not periphery in reality, but in College Station they are. Like, people yeah. who are into music and yeah. into poetry, it almost... Like MSC cr- Town Hall Exactly, and, and it creates sort of a more collaborative environment, almost yeah. because there's only 20 of us, so we might as well help each other out exactly. instead of bashing like instead of not helping each other that's a fair point like i remember going to spider house and Mm -hmm. like doing poetry for for a hot minute and nobody wanted to help anybody yeah it it was very much like a combative competition type atmosphere Um, yeah so that's kind of i mean you have a point yeah exactly so like do you think that should be very collaborative yeah i think for sure do you think that's part of what happens is like in college station it's like it's collaborative because if we don't help each other we have nobody yeah exactly in, in Austin, Austin, it's very cutthroat. Yeah, I mean, because right. there's just so many people trying to do the same thing. Exactly. So right, the is we might you know, everyone's like looking else. over their yeah. left shoulder, yeah. like, who's who's trying to get me? You know? Yeah, exactly. Which is sad. Yeah. It is sad. And I, I mean, you because don't have that's to. That's not true. Right. You yeah. don't have to donate names at all. But I'm just, you know, in this vein, have y'all experienced an interaction like that with a band or with any managers in town, even? Um, with bands and venues too. Really. Oh, yeah, man. the Dude, venues so are the sorry. funniest because it's just like, you know, they just have like their set people that they really mm-hmm. like, and if sure. you're not in that clique, then they're just like, I don't know, they throw shade at you. How come is it just because they they can't bet on you bringing an audience or is no? It just I like, mean, because we do, and that's I think yeah. why we still get those shows and stuff. But I they, want to iterate. They still again. have like this y'all are like, really freaking good. <laughs> yeah, I, so, like, for anybody listening who hasn't heard of Billy King and the Bad Bad Bad, go just like go listen. Go, to go all watch their stuff. the get together, yeah. hear the two songs <laughs> in there, and then just go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, we got five songs in there. Is there five songs? There's yeah, five, five songs. In Will is a huge fan of y'all. Yeah, we interviewed him last week. Oh, really? Nice. Billy King's like they're awesome. He's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, continue. Yeah, dude. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, We're absolutely. very fortunate. But yeah, so it's like, why Why do those venues just want... Is I'm it just certain, to be honest. I yeah. think they're just kind of like... I think because we're newer to the scene and they've mm-hmm. all been established for like 10 years or so. Gotcha. Yeah. And you guys are better. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> if that is a thing. Like, I think so. It might be. You know, they um, feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's how that's what I think, but I yeah. mean that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean because <laughs> I'm gonna sound like a total bro d bag right now, but even on Rogan when they talk about like comedians and how there's a group of comedians that they see the youngster that's funnier and better, and they're pretty much like blacklist this guy. Yeah, and right. then there's the other group that's like we should encourage this person because yeah. they're really good. Do right. you think that sort of happens in venues in town? Too? Oh, totally interesting. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot more encouragement than there mm-hmm. is. 
uh, yeah. people trying to like that's good to hear. put them down. Heck yeah, so. for well, sure. It's just that's that's more rare to be yeah, honest, but yeah. I have experienced. It. Yeah, and I'm sure that those like I'm sure everybody coming up knows those venues and is like, all right, I guess we'll stay away from those particular bookers or those things. Yeah, um, it's definitely a booker thing too, man. And like I, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention ACL starts this week. Like it, does. Yeah. it is in town we're, we're gonna see what it's happens. happening no matter what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. are you guys playing any secret shows like are you on any stages uh, here uh, like what's going so on and this will air in two not, weeks right yeah, yeah. A secret show no no this week they are trying to get some pop-up shows next week that yeah. okay. we have It'll not air in time confirmed sure. or anything so okay. i'm not sure okay but i mean we're not doing anything for acl we're playing Levitation Fest Halloween okay, weekend, yeah. okay. and they do have a radius clause that we need to abide by. So, mm. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. What okay. does that mean, by the way? Uh, basically, you can't play shows. So, for however many days they decide, you can't play a show in the area. Okay. Um, pretty much like locally. So, yeah, since sure. we're an Austin yeah. band and this is an Austin mm. festival, right. can't play any Austin shows for thirty days. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm sure if we had like a Dallas show or something yeah, like that, they sure. wouldn't mind. For sure. Okay, fair. Yeah. Because it's a totally different market. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess wild. it makes sense when you think about it. Um, but yeah, okay. Cool. It's only a thing with a bigger shows and festivals. Shows. Okay. That makes sense. And um, in, the, in the vein of ACL, I'm curious, you know, since y'all are musicians, you have this awesome band, um, one, are y'all going to ACL? Is ACL a dream festival for y'all to play, or is there sort of like a, uh, that's not the place we want to go? I mean, shoot, back in the day, like, I went to ACL for the first time in 2008, and the lineup was insane, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh. This is awesome. Was that the year so, Van Halen played? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my god. And so I started going, like, every single <laughs> yeah, year. Like, I wish I was And there. I was just like, <laughs> that kind of blew my mind because I had never been to a big festival like yeah. that. And so, and I had only gone for one day. Okay. And then the next year I was like, all right, three-day pass for sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I just kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time, like, the fourth year after that, I didn't buy any. And I just kept, like, finding passes, like. <laughs> Today I just found a three-day pass and, like, backstage passes for this weekend, and I was mm. just like, well, do I go or do I sell them? I don't know. <laughs> and to find yeah. found. <laughs> because, you know, people just people, kind of yeah. provide them. Okay. Yeah. You gotcha. just kind of luck into it. I've gotcha. like What came into my possession? Yeah, was. like two years ago. <laughs> I did I not used win to, the medal. Yeah, but it is in my possession. I used to work at Yeti, and, like, two years oh, ago yeah. I got them through Yeti, like, okay. through passes. Okay, and then cool. the year before that I was at Nickel City, and I Dude, uh, met yes. the band this, Glass that Animals. That's my local. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Mine is Frasier's. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Frasier's is the best. It's like a double wide. It's like twice as good as Nickel City because they got two pool tables. Interesting. Don't go to Nickel City. Is it better than Barflies? Yeah. Uh, yes. Mostly. I mean, most Barflies is dope, though. It is dope, Honestly, yeah. Frasier's is my spot because I live around the corner from it. Sure. But okay, gotcha. That's your watering hole. But they also have way better food than Nickel City, too. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. I, because I love the tater tots from the uh, the truck they've got there. Oh yeah. I will say my well, favorite. They, all right, so they don't have tater tots at Frasier's, <clears throat> but they fine. got these like uh, like twisty fries. It's Ooh. like these big old wedge. They're like wedge cut fries, I'm but they're like a twist. Okay. Uh, so it's like okay. Arby's taken to the next level. Yeah, not like, like the curly that. fries like no. that, but they're like twisty. wedge curls. It's oh, weird. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're dope. I'm, I'm down for that. Fra- Frasier's after this. Because my yeah. my favorite bartender just left Nickel City. So. Oh man, who's that? Amanda. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Carto? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, she's the best. He worked yeah. at Buzzmill. Oh, did you really? I did. Well, oh, I mean, so I've worked like... all over service oh, industry. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
She's so a yeah, great Carter, chick. Dude. She's about to start something new that yeah, can't gonna, be said yet. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I can't, we can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am curious um, over the suburbanite in the room. Uh, yeah. Elgin, what's the world <laughs> oh, out there? How's the Elgin life? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's like slower, man. It's just small town life. It's like. Yeah. Feels uh, like a bit of being like back in Brenham in a okay. way, but smaller than Brenham. Yeah. He literally but, has three churches that he could throw a rock yeah. from his house <laughs> to I'm the church. Sure. Reminds me of Andrews. I'm, yep. pre- I'm pretty sure our house was uh, the Baptist church across the street, like diagonally across the street from us. I'm pretty sure it was the parsonage house for that <laughs> yeah. at one point in time because our banister has crosses in it, like the church nice. does. <laughs> so there you go. I'm pretty sure. Pretty it was. sure that was where yeah. the pastor lived at one point. Um, right. Yeah, it's a it's a good little town, man. Uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of people in the music scene uh, in Austin that live out there, and uh, there's a lot of artists, and um, it's a good there's little... There's a Dollar community. General. There's a Dollar the General. <laughs> there's an H-E-B, like, a minute away from where Hell. I live, which is the best, because, <laughs> like, it's the closest I've ever lived to an H-E-B. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. I mean, I could definitely uh, walk to H-E-B, H-E-B on H-E-B. Riverside from my house. Love H-E-B. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and even more curious, i got to know, does the family back in Brenham, we won't share this podcast with them if they don't know, are they aware of the mushies and the acid? Well, now they're in Georgetown, I well, guess. Well, some of them, yeah, they're not in Brenham okay. anymore. They're Brenham. in my parents. I guess your wife's uh, family is. Uh, my wife, my oh yeah, that's a, Casey's family is still in Brenham. Okay. Uh, so they all think you're in like a Hillsong band right. or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hillsong. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize that I was gonna be like. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go explore. <laughs> Cameron does the music thing. You know, yeah. Cameron, yeah. people to Jesus Cameron's been music. playing at the church, yeah. so I'm <laughs> <laughs> And I, had, I did like back in the day. I yeah, played, I played in the church band. I played in a uh, young life band for like maybe I don't know, it was like a year. Young I life find a wife. I also played in a young life band and a church band in high school. Made fun of you have to. But uh, (laughs) my parents definitely know about my drug usage. Gotcha. Because they have partaken, (laughs) or they're like, uh "Dude, I am. I really want." It's later that you know, like back in the day, I didn't know. And honestly, when I was in high school, I didn't drink. Mm I didn't really party or anything. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that I was straight edge. I just didn't, like, have friends that did that. I was going to say, I just wasn't cool enough to get Yeah, exactly. I wasn't the cool kid. I wasn't the cool kid. And uh, then college was the first time I really started drinking or doing anything, smoking weed. Mm -hmm. And then later, you know. That's a safer place to do that, For sure. Honestly, And then it was about, like, three or four years ago that, like, (laughs) was the first time I smoked with my mom Mm -hmm. and my dad and, like, What is it like to do drugs with your parents? Oh, it's awesome. All I want in is to get Kelly Rogers high. That's <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, it's it's awesome because like you know it breaks down the barriers of the mm. stigma behind yeah. like you know drugs are bad or whatever, right. and like you get to experience it together and uh, kind of really come to a better understanding and you get closer with each other. You know, mm. like where you have a better like bond. Real people actually. Come yeah, together. exactly. Yeah. You it know, breaks like, down that line of like. Yeah, like you can't do this because <laughs> I'm your parent and I say so. Yeah. You know. I'm 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 curious, and it's maybe because I wish that our mom, mostly for her headaches, would try weed, um, and probably never will. So just who initiates this? Just walk me through how I this mean, goes. You know, it always just come like eventually one day I told her that I smoke weed, and then years go by from telling <laughs> that I smoke sure. weed, right? And then all of a sudden we're at my house, and we're all getting drunk, and then. You know, uh, my mom was just like, do you have any? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then, like, she was like, all right, let's smoke. And then that was, like, the first time. And then now it's like 
she knows to that she can. She has she, the option. She to. has the option. But like also like so, I live in the valley, and mm-hmm. whenever you come back from the valley, there's a border patrol checkpoint. Yeah, that's right. So I usually yeah. always take weed down there, and then I'll just leave it at my mom's yeah. house. Okay. And then I'm like, all is right, this is where the stash is. Stash? Well, it's mine, and I'm like, if you want some, <laughs> right. you can have some. Okay. Uh, usually, right. it never gets touched, and then I go back and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like I have a like a secret pipe too, sure. you know. So Thanks, that way it's just me. for down. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks yeah, past me. I would have loved it if when your mom asked you, like, do you have any weed? If you would have pulled out like a four foot gravity bong out of your, mouth, <laughs> just like, yeah, I do. I do. Oh man. Matter of fact. Matter of fact. The way that she gets Funny from smoking a pipe, I don't even want to know what she gets right. like with a bum <laughs> <laughs> and then with my dad it was joints sure, he, was, yeah. he was a joint guy he was like yeah. do you have Calls a marijuana cigarette yeah. <laughs> oh man you got some doobies <laughs> I, would, I would love to see Robbie smoke like I do not want to see our father like a, smoke. Like a, like a blunt <laughs> uh, like our mom can party all she wants sure, would yeah. love that I do never want to see our father <laughs> ever in come that come on state. man you know no. you, you take like one hit and be like let's go riding horses <laughs> <laughs> that's badass yeah, yeah. it'd be pretty fun where y'all Right. Uh, we're from a little town called Andrews, Texas, out by Midland, Odessa. It's like okay. the Harlingen yeah. of West Texas. Okay, yeah, honestly, right on. Like straight, like kind of like the Cal Allen mm-hmm. scene, uh-huh. just yeah, over yeah. there. Gotcha. And yeah. our dad is a financial advisor, but he's recently started doing like cutting horse uh, competitions. Because he was a cowboy before he was a financial advisor. Right. Okay. He and sold he's the horse. Very good at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a trip to watch it. It's very funny. It's very funny. Because <laughs> we're used to, like, suit and tie dad. Suit and tie dad. Yeah. And now, now he's, like, boots and a big boots buckle. Boots and a big buckle. That's with awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's dude, great. it's so great. And a solid hat. He's got to have dude, a good helmet. He has a couple of hats. Yeah. yeah. He, goes, he goes all the way. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll give you guys, uh, you worked at Yeti and hats. Uh, he's sending us, uh, he has a brand for his horses. Mm-hmm. And he's sending us hats and Yeti mugs mm-hmm. to get nice. to our guests that Which haven't you guys gotten here yet. Oh, cool. That's we'll awesome. make sure you get some. We'd love yeah. some. Yeah. Yes, we'll yeah. definitely make sure you get some. Does he have his own brands? It is. It's his own brand. It's his own brand, like R3 cutting mm-hmm. horses. It's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is cool. It's really, it actually is really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to do this more. Yeah, like yeah, what? So it sounds like your family is like stoked on music, supports, mm-hmm. like what you're uh, doing, right? Yeah, I mean, at first they were not supportive. They yeah. were like, you need to get a real job and do these things I and that, this, that. that, you know. And you're and like, then, y'all went mm-hmm. to Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so at first I was working in, at the Capitol, worked sure. on a lot of political campaigns, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, for a party that I don't particularly agree with, just sure. to kind of please my family. Yeah. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I have so to start do with my an own R or D. Just you start know. with an R. Okay, sure. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it came for you. Uh, and I'm asking this like small town guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's always interesting to like move to Austin in Texas from a small town yeah. that already comes with some like worries back home. Yeah. What has it been like for you to come to Austin playing music like? Just what has the response been from, like, your community? Uh, it's been, I mean, overall, I think, positive. I think, uh, what, and it kind of took me by surprise, because, like, uh, uh, when I was, um, when I first started, <laughs> yeah, when I first started playing guitar, uh, I think, you know, my, my family or my parents thought it would just be a passing thing. Like, mm-hmm. I got it for Christmas when I was 12 and whatnot. Was it, like, the Yamaha kit? With, it was like, a PV kit, and nice. I still play a PV. <laughs> I still play. I went back Brand to playing loyal. a PV after several, <laughs> okay. several guitars. Um, but yeah, and uh, you know, I had a, had a few lessons, and I think that 
you know, they always thought it would just be something that was on the side. And I think I honestly thought that too. I think mm-hmm. it was just something like I really enjoyed and I was leaning into because I, I enjoyed the challenge and the technical, like just the technicality of it and how you could put things together. It was a constant, ever changing puzzle. And so mm-hmm. it was just something that kept my mind moving. And, uh, so it was always something that was in my life, but like it, uh, I just kind of, um, I guess it was mainly that something that I, I got to do when every or main, main, something that I guess I kind of relegated to do whenever I was done with everything else. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was just kind of the mentality that was instilled in me, and I don't think that was necessarily like something that was bad or good. I think that was just the way that uh, I mean, I think that was just their the style. Like, I mean, like you, it, it's something that's fun to do, but like you know, you got it. Like Will said, you got to right. go get a job, you got to mm-hmm. get you a degree, you got to yeah. uh, you know grow your mind and try to. Um, you know, do something and yeah, and so like it wasn't necessarily that I was supported in in pursuing I music. Mean, like, I have was... to agree with you on that. Yeah. I was not like so. My grandfather was a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the one that he taught me how to play piano whenever I was really young. Okay, uh, drums taught me how to play drums, and then in seventh grade, our band needed a guitar player, mm. and because uh, our guitarist was graduating mm-hmm. from eighth grade to ninth grade, woo, Happens. and uh, so. <laughs> So I was like, well, I have a guitar. So then I just started mm-hmm. playing guitar, seventh grade. And, you know, every year from then on till graduating high school, I would ask for a guitar for Christmas, my birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to pursue this. And my parents, I feel like they saw that <laughs> and they and never got me one. <laughs> uh, you know, so I feel like they were just like trying to, they knew my path yeah, that I wanted. They and they were like, no, we don't want you to do this. It's like it really felt like kind of putting like bumpers on. And in reality, they're doing their best. Like it was one of those things where I wasn't directly supported in it, but they didn't like. That, and they, you know, like, wanted to make sure that I was focusing on a job and stuff like that. I never felt like I was, like, uh, told to, ever, like, really just cut it out and, like, never do it again and stuff like that. Uh, and I was I was taken by surprise whenever we started playing together and we, you know, we started rolling and, uh, you know, got more and more shows and got known a little bit around here. Uh, I mean, like, they, they were, like, wanting to come to shows and, like, being, like, real engaged and active. And it was just something I just never... I never thought that that would be the case, yeah. and so it was kind of it was kind of cool in that regard. My um, parents but too, like, though, after I yeah. don't know what made them change their mind. I think yeah. it was just like many yeah. times of me telling them like I don't care what you think. I'm gonna be doing this <laughs> because if I don't do it now, I'll never yeah. do it later. Yeah. Like I need to get this out of my system yeah. if yeah. it's not gonna work out. You yeah. know, and like my, <laughs> like and I think like your like your grandparents, my grandparents on my uh, on my father's side were. Uh, musicians my mother or my grandmother was a, a pianist and an organ player and then my uh, my grandfather was a guitarist mm-hmm. and uh, they played in like a little western swing band in Lexington Texas called the uh, Sandyland Opry oh, that's, that's cool that's cool back as in hell. the 40s and like early 50s yeah. and stuff like that and uh, I think like you know just I think there's a realization over time when you see your, your your kid or a family member that's still continuing to pursue something. You kind of mm. be like, well, they got it from somewhere. Yeah. It's like yeah. the music. The, the the my 
pro my I guess my predisposition to be pulled towards something like music yeah. came from somewhere in a yeah. way. Yeah. And so like that undoubted like my grandparents being musicians undoubtedly contributed yeah. to it. So I think my my you know my parents see a little bit mm-hmm. of my grandparents mm-hmm. and me. And, well, and it also know. it like especially with my family like they knew from experience. So they were trying to protect me from yeah. that. You yeah. Know? So they were probably trying sure. to protect you from that life. They were like, we don't want this life. Like, for your you. grandpa you know? knew. Like you're gonna struggle. Yeah. You don't want this. <laughs> I knew, man. Yeah, yeah. Like his grandpa was a big, like big, was a big band, like jazz and stuff. Yeah, he played in a lot of big swing jazz bands okay. in the forties. Yeah, on the piano, too, right? Uh, drums. And, like went on the road. Yeah, wow. so he, yeah, yeah. And so wow. actually, yeah. he Shoot. was so cool. good at drums that in high school, after he graduated high school, uh, he hopped on a train, took the train all the way to West Point, and walked on to the West Point drum line. Wow. And was what the heck? yeah, he was the drum major there too like he got he worked his way up at west yeah. point too just like dude had rhythm yeah <laughs> and, then, and then of course he once he left west point then he went to arkansas tech university mm-hmm. uh to get his degree and then he met my grandmother but like even then he was like the drum major there you know yeah. like with the baton and everything like right. just yeah. leading the whole band yeah pretty awesome that's also wild to think about like the order the order of like a drum line but also a jazz drummer so yeah. like, by day he's super organized right. yeah. and yeah. by, by night, night he's yeah. just like improvising bending all the rules that he learned yeah. Yeah. and yeah. back then it was just like a lot of like heroin usage yeah. for yeah. musicians yeah. and mm-hmm. especially with drummers, uh, drummers, drummers bass players yeah. so uh he knew that life and he watched a lot of his friends go sure. down those paths and so that's why he was definitely like you don't need to do this sure and one of the saddest things to me was that he said to me one day that the reason that he decided to quit was because his dad told him son there's always going to be someone better than you and I'm just Ooh. like well, obviously there's going to be somebody better coming along but at least if you're good at it do so what there's you only ever going to be like, someone uh, like you though yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah Ouch. So Man. that's yeah. what made him stop doing it professionally. Okay. Ooh, but, you know, I'm sure he had to battle yeah. his demons after that because then yeah. he became like an alcoholic. But then sure. he overcame that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he didn't drink like, for the last like 40 years of his life wow. at all. That's awesome. It's amazing that both of you guys come from a lineage of that. Um, there's definitely something I feel like that is musically at least passed on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in in some type of way. Yeah. And I, I find that fascinating. For sure. Yeah. I'm also jealous because here we are doing podcasting, and it's like, yeah, our grandma was not was a, podcast. a podcaster. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh, she could have been a journalist. Right. She, she, she was not. Uh, <laughs> farmers, you know we're day laborers, yeah, but hey, we're gotcha. breaking the mold. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can play the piano. She, she does play the piano. Yeah, okay, well, Nana, you play the piano. We love you. <laughs> um, our biggest fans are our mom and our grandma. So. Honestly, nice. yeah, like we we uh, selfishly and just like thank you know thank the Lord we des- we get so much support for you know what we do yeah. for no reason. No yeah. reason at all. No reason but, at all. I mean, that even makes me think it. of how y'all say like y'all's parents came to shows. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting. I think like when you have parents that are, are loving and supportive. I think our generation that looked like guiding us toward stability. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Go to college, get the degree, get the job. Yeah, right. right. But then ultimately, like when we begin to pursue things that are on the periphery of yeah. that, it might have some pushback. But at the end of the day, like that love and support kind of shines through in the fact that like yeah. they yeah, come to sure. shows. Oh, like they're sure. still yeah. coming to shows. Oh, yeah. 
Our mom still listens, even though yeah. we cuss way more than she would <laughs> like us to. And we keep telling her, just smoke some pot. Just smoke some pot. <laughs> just smoke some pot. Yeah, it'll, 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 be so, okay. it'll hit so different. Mom, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. My mom exactly. loves it. My dad loves it. You'll love You'll it. You'll love it. No one You probably it. already know that you love it. That's what you're scared of. It takes the edge off the S word and right. the F word. Exactly. And exactly. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Billy, King, Billy, Billy King the Bad 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 endorses Mom. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Mom, I will back that statement. Yeah, I will back that too. <laughs> and so uh, I'm circling all the way back to uh, so ACL. Even like being in the Austin scene as an Austin mm. man, if a booking guy was like, "You can have South by Southwest or ACL," which ACL. one do you pick? ACL. Okay. Yeah. Nice. We've already done South by, and it's okay, like, yeah. It's awesome, yeah. but it's just so sporadic. There's, like, you know, different uh, venues all over town, mm-hmm. you know, that it's yeah. just, like, tough yeah. to kind of get a good crowd or yeah. whatever. Yeah. One, a lot of times you're playing, like, first floor while another band's second floor mm-hmm. and a DJ. Yeah, all the official floor, stuff. Right? All, all the unofficial stuff is better than the official stuff. Always. Yeah. yeah. Which is part of what makes out by, as a as a viewer, as a, oh, yeah, so great. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. can still go and enjoy it, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. all free. Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember talking to one of the guys in Duncan Fellows about, like, it was actually right before the South by Southwest that got canceled, and he was talking about, like, we're playing South by, but I'm actually bummed, because that means we're going to be, like, unloading and loading <laughs> in one place at 2 p.m., mm-hmm. and then unloading and loading in another place five hours later. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's actually not fun at all. Yeah, you're hoofing it between yeah. places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I kind of want to segue that into, like, what is the dream show for each of you? Mm-hmm. Like, dream venue, dream place. I don't know about place, but, or venue, you know, like, but dream show. We'll just be getting to, like, open for somebody cool, like, I mean... Tom Petty, to me, growing up, was, like, my mm. favorite artist. So, okay. Like, had we oh, been yeah. able to open for Tom Petty or something, that yeah. would have been awesome. If you could have just free-fallen right into that. You know, it yeah. Been something like that. That would be probably my dream okay. show. Mm. I think, like, venue-wise, there's so many, but, like... Red Rocks. Red, Ooh, Red Rocks would be Red a great Rocks. one. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And, like, well, it's like, yeah, Red Rocks, like, if we categorize it indoor-outdoor, so, like, Red yeah. Rocks, outdoor, indoor, like... There's some big halls. Okay. Like I watched this. There's this like really good Oscar Peterson, who's like he's a jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he and Joe Pass played this concert in the late '80s in Japan, and I like I can't remember the full name, like uh, Kenai Hoken Hall or something like that in mm-hmm. Tokyo. It's like a really beautiful structure, and it yeah. just sounded amazing in there. Yeah. So I was like, it'd be really cool to play in a big place like that. Yeah. And like just sound projects. Yeah. Yeah, but also in like Red Rocks, it'd be like the ultimate. Yeah. You gotta get a Japanese tour going then. I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. Um, and with like people, I don't know. Like a lot of my, a lot of my favorite people are like dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mine too, man. Yeah. Uh, like. If I could resurrect him, I don't know. It'd be cool to be on a bill with, like, Django Reinhardt, Sister Rosetta Tharp, and, like, I don't know, Freddie King or something. Yeah, like, okay. Last yeah. Night Kiss played at uh, Coda. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that would Kiss, be cool to open yeah. for Kiss. That would be pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd be, be funnier cool. if y'all, so like, fun. dressed like Kiss to open for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, exactly. Point. And then you got to play right. all their songs. Right. Halloween And you exactly. don't play your own songs. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're opening for, for Kiss. Yeah. 
Um, no, well, so originally, before we got on to lo- the levitation bill, right. we were going to play at Swan Dive and do cover bands, and every band was going to do a cover, and we okay. were going to oh, do yeah. Kiss and dress up like them and Aww, like yeah. play all the songs. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, one Next day. time. We'll Next do time. a house show. Just I have a lot of secondhand yeah. memories of Swan Dive, so yeah. I do love Swan Dive. Yeah. <laughs> what a... I'm circling back to a lot of things. I just love asking like bands this question. Like, mm-hmm. what is, what is like the f- the worst show in a funny way y'all have had to play, and like the best show? Ooh, I don't want to just harp on the bad stuff. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've to me, there's been a few. One time we played this show at Mohawk and we packed it out, and it was ten dollars a ticket, and it was the inside uh, spot, and yeah. we literally packed that whole which is a great spot stage. And there was only one bartender, and she got her ass kicked because it was super busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they were like, all right, so the door guy gets paid, the bartender gets paid, the sound guy gets paid, um, and then basically the house fee is this. And so after everything was said and done, all the bands got $17 each. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, and then did you all circle up outside and throw the money in the middle? Like, all right, yeah. all right. No, I mean, what we did. fight for it. Yeah, all our, or nothing. <laughs> one of our friends, Mikey, was working at Sidebar, and so we just walked over there, and I took the $17, and I was like, here's $17, threw it in the tip jar, and I was like, Get us fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, seventeen dollars isn't a lot to tip for no. free shots, but but still, but it was better understand. than nothing. But I was like, look, this is what we got paid. You, yeah. earned, you yeah. earned those three yeah. shots. <laughs> exactly. The pain, the pain on your face was payment. Was yeah, exactly. Uh, another one we played at uh, Empire, and then like the house fee was four hundred dollars, and I guess the door didn't even pull four hundred dollars. So they were like, wow. I guess you're playing for drink tickets, and I was like, oh, Ouch. good thing I'm sober this month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even. Great. Use my drink oh, <laughs> Can you uh, save those or are those like totally? Expired? No, I mean I guess you could. It's transferable. I don't think Do you have so. a location? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so things like that always yeah. bother me. Whenever it's just like, I would have not played this show had I known I wasn't going to get paid. Right. Um, it sucks that people treat musicians like that. Or, yeah, and I feel like honestly we've made more money after COVID happening. Sure, so really. like everyone's like trying to protect musicians yeah. now, which is awesome. That's awesome. Because yeah. before it used to be like whatever, I don't give a fuck. Like we'll find another band to get on stage. You yeah. know how I felt. So, yeah, you know for sure. That's definitely yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your worst? Oh man, I don't know. There's been a few shows. That we played at this one venue. I don't want to say the venue in particular, but no, I yeah, yeah, should yeah, not we'll even mention all of the recurrence. <laughs> it's not necessary, and we love the we love the people at the venue and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just this. It's just there's some some kind of sometimes weirdness kind of cursed venue that know? something goes wrong yeah, each yeah, time. Yeah. Gotcha. And it has, there's nothing to do with actually the people that are working or anything like yeah. that. It's like more to do with our shit and technical yeah. and like mm-hmm. just like why does it happen all the time here? Right here. Yeah. yeah. Like soundcheck um, goes great, then as soon as you step on, is it yeah. just like blip? Yeah. So I know that was super vague. I'll say I'll 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 say one for the the good the good shows. I guess like I'll start yeah. down. Like uh, I really was blown away by the. Uh, sound when we played uh, Moody Theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Moody Theater. I've heard was that spot awesome. Was awesome. Uh, the Bomber Event Center. 
Okay. Uh, that was Nomad Sound doing all the stuff at oh, home. Palmer God. Event Center for the two shows we played. Also incredible you sound. You hear yourself everywhere on stage. It's like you're in circle. Like you're just yeah. Yeah, enveloped in everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was and now I feel bad even yeah. like saying the names of the venues because I do love Mohawk and Empire. Oh, yeah. They're great show at Empire on Halloween. I can well, I mean, that's less to do with yeah, the yeah, venues and more to do with that situation. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was oh, just, yeah, for sure. and it probably wasn't anything to do with the venue itself. Yeah, exactly. It was the organized. Yeah, yeah, It was the bookers. Yeah, that's yeah. why you gotta like freaking bookers, shake man. a fist at the bookers, man. And sometimes you just get messed up with the bookers, and I yeah. feel like they're just trying to take their cut, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, I got my cut, so that's so, all that matters." There you yeah. go. And I'm like, "Well, you're the one that's supposed to promote the show too." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there a party right. that's like, "Do you not realize this is what I do?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing you just watched me do is the thing I that's, do. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's my, my job. job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always like to uh, wrap the show with one question. We're wrapping the show already? It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> close to time. <laughs> we, 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 we've had to, you guys we'll for like an hour. To, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They, he's married. He's got to go. <laughs> we, we like to be we'll conscious. Do There's like, yeah. We'll do a part two. <laughs> I, part two. Before, two yeah. before you part ask two. this question, okay, cool. I do want to know like what what can we expect from Billy mm, King and the Bad Bad Bad? Yeah. The next few months and plug where we can follow you, listen, Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. It's Billy King and the Bad Bad Bad. Yeah. Um, Where'd the name come from? By the way? Uh, so my name is actually William King originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I was three, my step grandfather forced my dad into a coercion situation with like a business that he actually fucked him over on too. Uh, forced my dad to get his last name changed from King to Reynolds because my grand step grandfather was pissed that my last name didn't have Reynolds even though we're not blood related. Okay. So. I'm this actually in the process. Like, yeah. of, I know <laughs> exactly. I'm actually in the process of Recurring changing my guess, name. Billy King the Bad <laughs> Back to King. So, uh, yeah. So my grandfather, he was a uh, Billy King, like, okay. and my dad's dad, real dad, and yeah. uh, he played football for Mississippi State, and yeah. like, I don't know, he has like a gym named after him and all that shit in Franklin, nice. Tennessee, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Billy King, that was his, what he went by, and I don't know, I was just kind of, we were, we were coming across with names, and I really wanted to do, like, Grave Danger, or <laughs> so, like, okay, so, like, I remember, I remember there was one, like, you, uh, you, you passed out, you, you were like, how about the Summoners, and I was oh, like, the Summoners, we were, okay, yeah, we were, great, I really liked we were down, we were down at the Music Lab, down off of Old Torf, yeah. and John was there, uh, it, uh, we were, like, packing up after a practice, and we were just drinking some East Ciders, Shout out to Eastsiders. Shout out to Eastsiders. Austin Eastsiders. They're our official, unofficial sponsor. I, I was working there. <laughs> I, was, I was working there at the time. and uh, But we, we, yeah, we just finished up practice. And um, I remember we were talking about this subject. And I, I, I think it was you or John that was like, well, it would be cool to use Billy King or something like that. And I, and I remember uh, John and I had been talking about doing a band name and the something 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 and then yeah, John and I also jo- wanted that too and then John blurted out like ba- I think John blurted out and what? the bad bad no bad. I was it was you okay was so me, my yeah. back was turned yeah was, <laughs> I like alliteration and repetition okay. which it's actually nice, yeah. funny story my brother and I sound exactly alike so had you not <laughs> yes. like if both of us were sitting here talking and then you can't see our faces you cannot differentiate <laughs> oh my our gosh. laughs are the same but our yeah. voice is the same that's, that's really a, trippy that's I remember when I heard it I was like that's gotta be it cause that you can like that name applies to like rock and roll and funk and punk and 
uh, Psychedelia and Surf Rock. Yeah. You could yeah. like yeah. take that it's name well, for so, anything. Yeah, the idea was that we didn't want to be like pigeonholed into a yeah. genre. Like we the all, summoners we were so like, oh, stuff. they're probably gonna think that we're like a heavy band yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Sword and, earlier, like yeah. summoners and Sword. Right. That's, that's yeah. a cool yeah. right thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were just. What was the worst name y'all came up with? Because oh. naming the band is like naming the band is so hard. Naming the band is tough. I don't know. We we came up with so many things that I even forgot about. But I really liked Grave Danger. I mean, I kind of wanted at one point in time. I feel like you're trying to start a side project. No, no. If I was going to start a side project, it would be called Willpower. (laughs) 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 I don't know. mine, Mine might be like. A, I don't know, jam thing called bulky trash or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just say bulky track trash pickup. <laughs> that would be the anyway, first. That would be the first album first name, trash okay. pickup. Trash pickup. Well, we do, when you when your solo project comes mm-hmm. out, it has to be. I'll just pick up. It has to be uh, from the bedroom because you were saying earlier about like I just thought I was gonna be stuck in the bedroom. For yeah, first, yeah, so. yeah. That's how Billy Eilish got started. Exactly. Yep. And finished, apparently. Yeah, yeah. still going. Still going. Still going. going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Instagram, Spotify, shows coming up. You have the Levitation. Yep, Levitation on Halloween. That's going to be dope. We're going to be there. We will be there. We'll definitely be there. Absolutely. Right on. Heck yeah. Yeah, Well, tours coming up. Anything you can tell us about. Nothing yet. Yeah, so, I mean, we're planning for next year, 2022. Okay. We're planning a West Coast tour. East Coast tour, Let's go. and right now we're in talks and with some other Japanese connections tour. that we have. Yes, yeah, the Japanese <laughs> tour. Yeah, we, go, but, uh, we have so some bad. connections that do European tours, so we're trying to get like a European oh, tour yeah, too. Okay. So like three tours yeah. next year. Yeah. Right now we're working on some new singles that should be released. We don't have a date yet because they're not finished, and so it's like mm-hmm. once we get them finished, then we'll have an idea have of when we put it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, trying to get a new album recorded at the beginning of next Let's year go. too. So. I want to drop it all before South by, so that's the yeah. idea. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I've got a chunk of little songs that are already like flushed out. Flushed out. Yeah. We're just gonna build upon, lay them down, and Heck yeah, yeah, get them recorded and stuff. So, ah, can't wait to hear those, yeah. dude. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been blasting y'all's tracks all week, man. Right on. Yeah, right I'm right on. Appreciate that. this. It's be- it's awesome when we have musicians on because yeah. all we have to do is listen to. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of read about abortion bills. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 13 with Allison Bowler Moore. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. What's the last question? That we, <laughs> we always like to ask our, our guests one last question. Uh-huh. What does it mean? To, what does it mean to you to be a Texan? Well, it's pride, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm proud to be a Texan. And it's something that you don't get, I think. I think. <laughs> I, think I think in a lot of states. Uh, yeah. You know, like... I mean, my whole family's from Arkansas, and mm-hmm. then on my mom's side and then my dad's side is Tennessee. But, I mean, they're proud to be Arkansinians. Yeah. Arkansinians. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? Tennesseans. You know, <laughs> right. like, they're proud of their states, like but not wrong. like Texas. Like, Texas yeah, yeah. is yeah. very Texas proud. Mm-hmm. I'm very Texas proud. Like, you know, uh, I definitely feel like uh, Texas forever is my motto. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And not I've never Texas, lived anywhere Texas. outside of Texas. Same. If I lived outside of Texas, I would have to live out of the country because yeah. it's my favorite state. Yeah, exactly. And I've been to a lot of them. It's home. <laughs> it's, yeah. home. it's home. Yeah, for sure. I haven't been to Montana or anything like that, and I bet it's beautiful, and I want to check it out. It is. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's not One Texas. One day. Correct. All right. What does it mean to you to be a Texan? Oh, man. What does it mean to me to be a Texan? I think um, I, I have. I also have some pride, like in like a... Uh, to be a Texan, like, you know, obviously being here, I'm just, like, connected geographically to this place. So I yeah. think, like, 
It speaks to you. Yeah, it does. It's <laughs> like I like I don't know. Like it resonates with me. I don't like I haven't moved out of Texas yet, yeah. and I probably like and I probably could have at some point. But yeah. like, um, there and there's really so much history in this particular part of the world that like I I love like archaeology and anthropology and mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so like we know that like people have at least been living in this area of Texas for eighteen thousand years. Yeah. So those people were you know I don't know what they called the land at that point. It might it definitely not Texas, but like you know <laughs> you know I'm sure they also right. saw beauty in this place mm-hmm. and they wanted to live here and you know and so like I feel like you know like whatever they saw I see it too in this place and it, I don't want to leave it and so I'm connected to it especially in Austin yeah. like the central Texas yeah. part where you start to see the limestone pop out yeah that's yeah. what that's oh. what I always oh, loved yeah. when I was younger coming from Brenham where it was like really really humid mm-hmm. you get more of that Houston weather over <laughs> yeah. there yeah. Oh, yeah. but uh you come over here it gets a little bit drier and yeah. you, see the, the, you see the hills yeah well, so, and then you have stuff like Enchanted Rock yeah. or like Crosby mm-hmm. Springs, yeah. just like yeah. all this beautiful. I guess that's yeah. kind of speaks to like, of Texas. You got all yeah. the you got all these different things. Yeah, te- Texas is just super like like diverse in so many ways, oh, geographically, oh, yeah. sonically, yeah. artistically, like culturally. So mm-hmm. like it's I don't know. It is yeah. a and it's, it's a melting it's, pot. It is a melting pot for sure in its own little way. Heck yeah. Big, little big way. <laughs> little big way. Awesome. That's what the episode is going to be called. Little big way. Little big way. Little big way. third of the bat. <laughs> awesome, guys. Again, thank you so much. You I know that so you have, much. again, girlfriend, wife, things that you can yeah. do on a Thursday night. So thanks for coming through. Yeah, thank you for Sit having us. us. For yeah, sure. Thank you course. so much. Billy King, the Bad Bad Bad. Instagram, Spotify. Levitation. Facebook, Levitation. All of that. Facebook, mm-hmm. MySpace. Just Google it. You can Google find it, us. Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> You're beautiful men. With beautiful voices. Yes, exactly. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate all of y'all. Bye, Bye y'all. Oh man, that was a good interview. That was such a good that interview. Was, uh, we actually ended up going to Machine Works after the oh, interview. That was so fun. And continuing our conversation of all things shroomies and <laughs> the mushies. And the, the mushies, the that's mushies. what it was. So, Cam, Billy, if you're listening, thank you so thank much. Thank you guys for an amazing night. For an amazing we night. We had so much fun. We can't wait to come see you guys. At, uh, it's not the Empire, or maybe it is the Empire. We'll make sure we get this right in a post. But they're playing their Halloween show mm-hmm. on Halloween. It's going to be great. We're pretty much groupies at this yeah. point, and we're just going to own that. I'm dressing up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So if you're in Austin, we'll share the location of that Halloween concert. Make sure you get out there. And uh, before recording, you were saying was, you had a yeah. little run-in with our friend. I had a little run-in, and this one was unexpectedly delightful. Really? I, you know, I like going thrifting occasionally. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing right now yeah. is 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 a vintage shirt that has Texas on it. It and looks I'm, great. I'm constantly looking for that type of thing for the yeah. podcast, for our sketches. Mm-hmm. I just I, I enjoy that. Yeah. And so I'm I'm you know I'm I'm in the I'm in one of my favorite thrift stores, Flamingo, up by up by campus, and I'm trying on some stuff. Nothing's quite working out, and I just get this I get the I get this like sense that there's somebody on the other side of the door okay. and I look down and I see these bike shoes and these shaven ankles, just like sleek streamlined shaven ankles mm. and a yellow shirt gets popped over the door. And I just hear this, Hey, try this one on for size. <laughs> and I pull the shirt down 
and I kind of unfold it, and it's like it's got this vintage feel. It's Ooh. it's this kind of faded yellow, and it just has a picture of a Ghana bicycle riding through <laughs> Texas, and I'm like. No way. And I burst through the door, and just as I'm looking out, I see him riding off in the distance. Forever and always. Forever and always. Well, if you're at a thrift store in the next couple weeks, and you have a run-in with our friend Lance Armstrong... Drop it in the comments. Drop it in the comments. That's Texas underscore pod on Instagram. On Instagram. You know what? Right after this, I'm starting a Twitter, Lance Sightings. Lance Sightings. That's the official Texas Twitter. Let's I just go. made that decision just now. Just now. So on Twitter. You guys were here for the decision. At Lance underscore Sightings. Hit us there. Hit us on the DMs at Texish underscore pod. Yep. Follow us on TikTok at Texish Seth. That's me. That's where the Texish TikTok content is being posted. Ticking and talking. Listen, share, review, rave, hate. We don't care. Just talk about us. We would love that. We would appreciate it. And as always, bye, bye y'all. y'all.